Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. They've been holding it down with us for almost two years now. Love Marcos Garza and his team. If you are needing a personal injury, a criminal defense, or a DUI defense lawyer, Marcos Garza and his team will take care of you. They are East Tennessee's premier DUI defense lawyers. If you find yourself over the holiday, uh, the 4th of July, you know, a month away, it's summertime, you're at the pool, you're at the lake, you're drinking. If you're drinking, don't drive. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a dummy. Call an Uber. Call a cab. Walk. Call your friend. I don't know. Uh, text me. Get in touch with me. Somebody. Don't do it. But if you do and you find yourself in an uncomfortable situation, don't say guilty. Say Garza. Marcos and his team will do his best to... Create a burden of doubt when it comes to the state trying to, uh, you know, trying to uh, prosecute you. They have to prove that you're guilty. They'll do their job of causing doubt. Burden of proofs on the state. They'll do a good job of causing doubt with that. Garzalaw.com, 865-540-8300. Let's get to this episode. But before we do, I want to give a shout out to uh, me. If you subscribe to this on iTunes, Anchor, wherever, you're seeing me pumping out this morning content, the morning quickie, if you will. Give it a listen. If you don't subscribe, subscribe. Fuck with your boy. Let's do this. I've been uh, giving you about 10 to 15, sometimes 20 minutes of the day's best stories. Give it a play. If you don't like it, tell me about it. If it's clogging up your feed, you're like, hey, this is a dumb idea. Let me know about it. But so far... The reaction has been really good. All right, let's get to the episode. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to the unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his haircut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. All right, another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you live. Well, I guess you're hearing this recorded most likely unless you're a patron. Shout out to the patrons. June 4th, Seth, we haven't really got to talk in a while. You uh, sat down and talked with my queen Last week, I got to be honest, I went back and listened to it. I thought she did a great job. I thought you did a a poor job of asking questions, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well, tell me how you really feel. I mean, you did a good job moderating. I will say that you did a really good job hosting. I didn't think you uh, came through with tough enough questions. I I was hoping you would ask her questions that made me sound like a great lover. I was just... I was just trying to i was running interference for you i didn't want anything bad to be said i wanted to get down dirty i didn't I fair wa- enough you were the host you were the host i wanted to i wanted to keep the domestic tranquility that john and kendall have going on right now it's true things are good uh so we uh we made love listening to the podcast which was kind of weird because every now and then i'd hear you giggling <laughs> Uh, who's just like last time I was over at the house then? 
That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You taking one of your mini showers, me sneaking into the okay, listen, her room. Listen. Me sneaking into her room saying, hurry. Listen. Her saying, just be quiet. He'll hear us. And I'll say he's in the shower for the fifth goddamn time. I took two showers. I took two showers. I took two showers. This is coming from the guy who would take an hour-long shower after after a bad gambling beat. It was it was one of the better things in life, to be honest. Uh, I miss it dearly. The you know some people cope by walking their dog. Some people cope by punching holes in the wall. I like to get in there and just take an hour shower. Have me a little power hour shower. That's what I like to do. Yeah, I like to do it when I drink too. Like if I get too drunk, you know what I do? I get in the shower. Yeah, that's what I do. I like to sit down with the hot water, wash all my sins away, my friend. Just wash them all away. I, I enjoy I enjoy a shower too. I sometimes I take three in a day. But if you noticed last time I was at your house, I didn't take one on Sunday. So I was there for two nights and I took two showers. I had successfully bullied you out of uh, using my shower many times. Did I ever tell you about the time I took a shower in Vegas one night after a really long uh, drunk night in Las Vegas? No, you haven't. I got in the shower because I told you that's my thing, and. You know, in the hotel showers, usually they have like small little steps in, you know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, let's just call it, uh, you know, eight inches, something like that. Uh, so I, I lay there letting the hot water wash over me. And at some point I threw up, which is a part of why I get in the shower. So that if I throw up, hey, I'm not throwing up in the, the bed or throwing up, you know, on the floor somewhere. I just try to wash it down the drain. Well, this time I was threw up some chunks, I guess, and was also like comatose. Yeah. Uh, and I woke up an hour and a half later, and the bathroom floor was flooded. My throw-up had clogged up the the, the, oh, the drain. John. John. And a guy that I had just met that was with us was banging on the door, being like, bro, it's getting all out on the floor. And then the hotel security came and banged on the door, and it, the apparently the water had started dripping uh, on the room under us. And they had complained. So they came about 3 o'clock. I'm butt-ass naked uh, with mini towels thrown all over the floor, and they kick us out. They made me switch to a different level. At like 3.45 a.m., they sent us to a whole different room. I kept waiting for big charges on the card. They didn't do anything. I guess that shit happens in Vegas all the time. You know what I mean? Vegas. You know what I mean? Yeah, Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> and they just moved us to another room, and I just uh, carried all my stuff soaking wet with shirtless, with uh, barely any shorts on, into that bedroom and just went to bed. That was the last time I really got in the shower from being too drunk. I, I learned my lesson. It's happened maybe one or two times after that, but that that kind of broke my habit. Yeah, that, that's pretty bad, John. That, that's that's pretty bad. Oh, they were mad. They were mad at me. They were they were not happy that uh, they all had to move. They all had to move their stuff in the middle of the night. Yeah, because we're all drinking, obviously. You know what I mean. So it's like, Vegas. They're having Vegas. they're having to pack up all their stuff and move it, and, and so they could hook up a dehumidifier in there to try to fix the drainage. Neasy asked how chunky could Panda Express vomit even be, but you'd be surprised. That broccoli, that beef and broccoli, all right, guys. Enough, enough. Moving on. Enough. I ate, enough. I actually ate Panda no. Express yesterday. I caught a five like five fifteen five thirty dinner 
on the way back from McMahon County, I stopped in Lenore City. And I was like, you know what? Let me hit this Panda Express right here and have myself a little private dinner, me and one other guy. And he was in there. I don't know what his story was while he was in there at 5.15 p.m. I was just coming back up and, you know, Queen was working late. I was hungry. I ate lunch like at 11. So I was like, you know what? I'm hungry. Let's go ahead and knock this out. I was craving it. Every time, I'm like Pavlo's dog. Every time I start driving by Lenore City, I start thinking of Panda Express. <laughs> so I, I, I get there. I'm sitting there eating it and I'm looking at him. And I was just like, man, I, I got sad. I started getting depressed thinking, man, um, I really hope that's not me in 40 years. He was just a really heavy set guy. Sitting there alone, looking out the window, and I was just thinking, man, I hope, I hope this is just a blip on my radar and not my ultimate destination. But the beef and broccoli was great. The orange chicken was great. The rice, solid as always. <sighs> Neasy, don't encourage him, please. I'm glad. I'm he glad, knows that I'm my Vegas Panda Express kn- is good. He knows that my Vegas go-to is Panda Express. I stay there on that part of the strip. I, I locate the Hollywood, the Planet Hollywood, and I know that they got both Chipotle and Panda Express in there for me to hit, grab a quick, quick lunch in between the pool, in between the dice table, in between the roulette wheel, wherever I need to be, in between putting sports bets in. I know I can count on that Panda Express or that Chipotle as I walk through the mall at Planet Hollywood. So you're a Chipotle guy? I mean, no, no, I don't go out of my way to eat Chipotle. Like, I don't eat Chipotle like in Knoxville. Yeah. But if I'm in Vegas and, like, the option is $30 buffet, $20 pizza place, or grab something you're familiar with, I'll grab something I'm familiar with. I'll get some Chipotle. I respect that. It took me a while to even try Moe's. Like, I, I tried Moe's for the first time, like, eight months ago. Moe's is good. I don't really notice much of a difference. I mean, shout out to the, the Monday deal. That came in clutch. But, I mean, for the most part, they're the same thing to me. I don't get how one somebody could be pro one anti another. I don't really understand that. Yeah, I don't really like either. I, that's completely fine too. That kind of grossed me out. You know what I mean? I didn't even try Chipotle until like I was like twenty five after the E. coli shit had already started happening. Yeah. Or maybe I tried it one time before everybody started getting sick, and I was like, you know what? Might as well keep eating it. I guess. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Might as well. Might as well. <laughs> so what's up? Oh, not much. It was a good day in the field today. Yeah? Yeah, it was. It was a very good day. Very profitable day in the field, but it's going to rain the rest of the week, so... Okay. Okay. Shout out to you, money bags. Let me hold a dollar. <laughs> so, and, and I got paid, and you paid me yesterday. Uh, let me hold a dollar. <laughs> let me hold a dollar. Shout out to the here patrons. The, shout out to the patrons. Here at the, uh, here at the uh, radio station, we started getting our football packages ready to send out for the pre-game, the post-game stuff. It's getting close, and I got really... Uh, fucking depressed, dealing with it, thinking, man, how, how fun is that going to be this year? Yeah. I got really, uh, a topic we had yesterday. I'm curious for your thoughts. Uh, you know, the baseball team obviously got knocked out in the first round, but made it shout out to them. Who do you have more confidence in having a top 15 team, baseball, basketball, or football? It doesn't have to be next year. It could just be who's going to have one first. Like, who do you have the most confidence in getting that done? Um, I'll say uh, consistently. I'll say Vitello. I'll say Vitello. However you want to take it. I'll say Vitello. I know Vitello had a couple big guys drafted early. 
today. Yeah, I mean, Lipsius is obviously gone, I guess. His, or actually, it was just all today, I guess. Um, about yesterday. You know, Lipsius will be gone. I guess his brother will probably be back, who is awesome. And that really hurt us this year, him getting hurt. Um, I don't know if Stallings and Schultz will come back. I guess it depends. Um one of our patrons, Colin, was saying he thinks that those guys got drafted at the $350,000 and $250,000 range. I saw that. So you would think, like, Schultz's stuff is so good that you would think they could convince him to come back a year because two hundred fifty k compared to, like... First-round money. Yeah, because he has first-round stuff. You could, they could probably get him to come back. I mean, he was they couldn't touch him Sunday. He's got the best stuff on the team. I still say Vitello consistently. Now, with Barnes, the thing is we're going to suck this year, yeah, but like it does look like we're going to have an awesome recruiting class next year. We already have the one five-star. We're going to get at least at least one other top 30 player, probably two. So if he could get, you know, if like Josiah James could stay, Two years, his sophomore year, you would pair him with like three top thirty guys. Well, you're looking at like a, a really good team then. Um, I still say con- consistently, Vitello. I have no idea what 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 our redneck football coach will do. Well, that's what kind of got me depressed because I was thinking, you know, we're not going to be a top fifteen team this year, right? I mean, I think we can already pencil that in. Yeah. Although I don't know, maybe a couple things go right. Defense plays good. Nine and three, not off the table. I mean, uh, nine and three probably gets you in the top fifteen. I'm more so depressed thinking about 2020 when we have to play four top ten teams. Like we're we're rolling into 2020 already fucked. You know what I mean? With Georgia, Alabama, Florida, and for some dumbass reason, Oklahoma. It's so. It's I. I cannot believe. Like, I, I hate these non-conference games so much. I hate the BYU is the perfect opponent. Because it's a challenge, it's a test, it's better than some FCS school, but, like, you're going to win. We're going to get ass-hammered in Norman in 2020. And then turn around and have to play Dan Mullen. Like, what good does that do? Again, it- call your shot. Call your shot right now for twenty twenty Oklahoma. Uh, what do you think? You said ass hammered. I say Tennessee lose by seventeen and twenty four points. Really? Well, why would I think any differently? Uh, I don't know. Jeremy Pruitt's one of the best defensive minds in the country. Yeah, Jeremy Pruitt has to get some defensive linemen. He's obviously got the linebackers and secondary handled. Like, we all know. Uh, Savion Williams and the Junkyard Dog. I, Ever heard of him? I hope the Junkyard Dog is awesome. Are you not a fan of the Junkyard Dog? You don't have any confidence in Big E? I am. we got to get some people that can get to the quarterback. Junkyard Dog is, is, a, is a, he's the plug. He's the plug. He, he, the Junkyard Dog's job is to make two people take him. He makes a center and a guard take him. That's all Junkyard Dog's got to do. He doesn't have to get tackles. He doesn't have to get sacks. He's the plug. The plug always deals with two people. Everyone knows that. He's got to get two people. Then on the outside, we have to have some people that can get to the quarterback. Now, it has nothing to do with Jeremy Pruitt as much as, like, 
the rebuild just sucks because we fired Butch Jones too late. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Preach. Like, it really, I like Jeremy Pruitt. I thought he did some, Sounds like you don't like Galante Taylor and Bryce Thompson. No, the, the, I mean, the, the defensive backs are obviously going to be terrific. I mean, Oklahoma just passes all the time. It's not like they're really going to line up and try to... My concern, my concern is that we're going to ask our terrific defensive backs to guard whatever fast slot receivers Oklahoma has for like 10 seconds at a time. I mean, just... Just saying. I mean, don't even try uh, to don't even try to play devil's advocate. Really, you know, we you think we're gonna get hammered too? No, we haven't seen Lincoln Riley with his own people. We haven't seen that. Well, they only they, he, he still went in with Bob Stoops' guys. Everyone knows that they signed the number one quarterback in the nation last class, so that's good. Yeah. So, and your point, and I don't know. He'll probably be awesome. Just because it'll be like his second, what his second game ever. Yeah. You're going to bend the knee to a little virgin? Or he's probably not a virgin. He's probably had sex, but you're going to bend your knee to a little, like, 19-year-old boy, Seth? You're a grown-ass man. Jeremy Pruitt's a grown-ass man. Alante Taylor and Bryce Thompson are grown-ass men. I mean, they will be, you know, next what's year. The other, what's the other freshman's name? He's good, too. The other defensive back. I don't remember. That Recruiting safety. was like That played safety. Rec- Recruiting was in December, bro. No, he played a lot last year. He started. He was really bro. We went five. We went five and seven. You think I give a damn? He was really good against um, West Virginia. He made that play in the end zone. Flowers says AJ. Flowers. He's good too. We have three really good dogs. We well, we have two really really good freshman defensive backs and one another that's pretty good too. I mean, they're probably going to help lead us to nine and three this year. Obviously, the cornerbacks are set. Well, when we go nine and three, you still gonna be scared of Oklahoma and this little freshman quarterback? No. Okay. Well, don't bend the knee just yet. Stand up for once. I don't want to hear this shit from you. You always you have no faith. Not I don't have faith. Nine and three this year, man. If a couple things go right, you get health. You stay healthy. All you got to do is have a couple things uh, okay, go the okay, right way. Okay, okay, okay. I do agree with that because I don't think Mississippi State, I just don't see it with them. Just got to have a couple things go the right way. I mean, Missouri has a quarterback who's in the system for the first time. I don't know. I mean, They're not going to be able to go to a bowl. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you stay motivated if you're them? Probably not. Here's the thing. I'm just, here's I'm the just, thing. I'm just saying. Here's the thing I will just, say. Just like, saying. Jeremy Pruitt, like Mississippi State, they're obviously they're thought to be pretty good this year for whatever reason. I don't know enough about their roster. But it doesn't matter. Mississippi State at home is simply a game that Jeremy Pruitt has to win. Oh, let's go. Let's go ahead and start throwing out some must win. Like he has to win this BYU, game. BYU, BYU, and Mississippi State. Yeah, he has to win this must- game wins he he 100 cannot lose to byu <laughs> he 100 he 100 um cannot lose to byu but i think that if you're healthy mississippi state at home is a game that tennessee should win because tennessee does have some talent he's Pruitt's gotten some talent. He hit the jackpot with Bryce Thompson. 
He got Alante Taylor, then he got a lot of good freshmen coming in. It's going to be halfway through the season, so Wanya Morris is not going to be your typical freshman offensive line. Like, that's a game. That's a game you need to win. I mean, yeah. And it's in Neyland Stadium. When's the last time Tennessee hasn't performed well there? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, John. That's a good point. Do you remember? You don't just come into you don't just come into Knoxville and dominate this team. Um, do you remember last year before the Florida game when you were like? We really have a chance, you know. There's no reason we can't win. And I just told you over and over on this very podcast, we're not going to win because it's Tennessee versus Florida. Yeah, you said the same thing in 2016. Let me go back and pull the audio. Greatest hits, throwback episode. Okay, Florida, well, you can go to hell. Okay, I'm just saying. We're going to lose, John. We're going to get our shit kicked in. We're going to get our shit kicked in, John. We're not going to win. Well... We were getting our shit kicked in for a long time, but but we won. <laughs> we won. No, but I mean, checkmate. He's got to beat. He's got to beat Mississippi State. Yeah, let's go. Let's already start putting some must wins on the table. Like I like Jeremy Pruitt. He's from North Alabama, so I obviously like him even more than usual. I like the way he talks. Oh, this is what you're trying to do. But you're trying to keep you're trying to keep expectations low for him. But if he loses to BYU and Mississippi State, I want him fired immediately after the Mississippi State game. <laughs> I want him fired. I don't give a shit what the buyout is. I'll help pay it. Fire his ass. If he loses to BYU, fire him. I don't care if he beats Mississippi State. Fire him. These are games you cannot win. The second year is the year in the SEC where the great coaches make their jump. That has been proven time and time again that the second year is when they make their jump. There are so many examples of this. If he loses to BYU, fire his redneck ass. There we go. Those football packages came out today. At Fox Sports Knoxville, and now it's time to go. Fire him. Football time. Fire him. We're already firing people. Let's go. Like I, I like I have no desire to sit and like like here's the thing. To me, there is no difference between being shitty and winning and going eight and four perpetually. So as soon as you know that the guy is not gonna be the guy that gets you ten wins annually. Fire him because I don't give a shit about going eight and four. I don't want to do it. I would rather fire over and over, do the cycle over and over until you get the guy. I have I I am blown away by these people that want to wait. And they're like, oh, he's gone eight and four a couple years in a row. Well, maybe he can get things rolling. Well, no, there's not many Dabo Sweeney's. Like not many people do it like he did it. And he's in the ACC, and it's a whole lot easier, and Florida State got down. Obviously, Dabo is awesome. But in the SEC, the second year is the year where things happen. And I do not care about going 8-4. and four. I would rather go 4-8 and eight than 8-4. and four. As soon as you know he's not the guy that is going to get you 10 wins annually, get. Fire him. Move on and start over. Like, the sooner you can start over, the sooner you can find the guy. Uh, just to uh, add this in, I would rather go 8-4 and four than 4-8. Four and eight. Not if you're going to be stuck at 8-4 and four in perpetuity, no. Like, 
I, I don't want to. Winning, winning eight games will be better than going four and eight and then, you know, starting over and going five and seven and then, you know, maybe six and six the next year. I'd rather win eight games. I mean, I understand what you're saying. And look, I agree with you on the sense of this is all about winning big. I understand that. I'm just saying four and eight really fucking sucked. It, it, it sucked. It sucked hard. But okay. Especially for me who you know has to do this shit every day. And I'm able to ignore it. Like, I don't talk a lot of Tennessee football in the season. If we're good or if we're interesting, I'll talk about it. But otherwise, you're getting like 25, 30 minutes most because I'm not taking dumbass callers. I don't have to live that life. But it does kind of fuck me when it comes to like, advertising sales and you know just interest in the program and things like that that does kind of suck and local businesses feel it so four and eight's almost a death sentence I get what you're saying we want to win big and I wholeheartedly agree let's go out let's uh let's win some championships let's win 10 games let's do something that doesn't make us feel like we're just marching into the abyss of death and that death is the only sweet release we have of being Tennessee fans I get all that. I'm just saying four and eight kind of fucking. Sucked. No, four and eight was terrible. My greater point is that if we're going into a season and the and he can go four and eight, and if you go four and eight, you're guaranteed that he gets fired. Or he can go eight and four, and if he goes eight and four, he's going to get at least one more year, maybe two. And let's say after he goes eight and four, he goes seven and five. Well, then the hot seat's really on, and you just wasted the last two years. Yeah, at that point, it's stupid. Like, look. No, obviously, obviously, this fall, I would rather go eight and four than four and eight. If Tennessee goes eight and four this year, then I'm getting ready to say Jeremy Pruitt can coach football pretty well. Let's just go hypothetically. We go seven and five. That's like that's what sucks the most to me because then you. Well, that's fine. That's fine. But it's year two. We we understand that year two. You kind of just have to go seven and five. Like that's likely, or even six and six. Whatever. But then year three, year three, I, I put out year three for you. Would you rather go eight and four or four and eight in year three? Four and eight. Man, I disagree with that too. You're telling me, John. I don't John, know. you know, know, you know, two years from now, two years from now, if the best year Jeremy Pruitt has had is eight and four, he is not the guy. Look, man, I understand that, but year three, we've already talked about it. We're going to play four top ten teams. I like, know it sucks, I'm, but beat one of them. You're asking, we're asking them to beat them. We're asking him to beat one. We're asking him to okay, beat one. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We're asking him to beat sure. one at Tennessee, Win one. a place that has, like, a place that has all the tradition that you could want. There's no reason that you can't. You, there's no reason you can't beat one. I mean, hell, he went on the road and beat Auburn last hey, year. Who is our who is our other uh, West opponent in 2020? Do we know? I have no idea. I assume it's going to be somebody good. Obviously. Does anybody know? Listening live I'm on the Discord? I really hope it's not like LSU. Arkansas. Oh, okay. At Arkansas. Yeah, fuck them. We can beat them. We're back, baby. Nine and three. Nine and three in year three. Here's another thing. The next two years, Tennessee ought to split the West. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, look, man, I'm with you. Like, I was I was leading, helping lead that charge in, like, 2015, 2016. Like, I was hoping in 2015 that something would have broken our way and we could have, could have salvaged the talent we had. Obviously, in 2016, it was painfully obvious to anyone with half a damn brain it was over. I, I understand. And those eight and fours, I guess in 2015, that eight and four was okay because you were actually really good. You just let some couple early games go. 
But the obviously the eight and four in 2016 was shitty, as you would say. Like obviously, uh, we don't have to relive those. I'm just saying, like four and eight was the worst of all three no, of them. Four, four and eight sucks. Yeah, yeah. Four and eight yeah. sucks. It's terrible. I hate it. Like if we go four and eight in football, we're seriously like we're not going to have anything to look forward to because I think we're all in agreement that basketball is not going to be very fun. So, like, we're going to have to wait until April when postseason starts for uh, softball and baseball. No thanks. Like, I I don't want to go for it. I would rather go 8-4 and four this year than 4. Like, if you go 8-4 and four this year, then, like I said, I'm inclined to think that Jeremy Pruitt can really coach because Tennessee has some holes. Tennessee still has a tough schedule. I mean... Like I said, Mississippi State's supposed to be pretty good this year. It's not like that's a cakewalk. You should beat them, but it's not like you have – like what would be nice is if you had Arkansas at home this year. Mississippi State, fuck them. We'll beat Mississippi State. We should beat them. We, it's a game he should win. Next, I mean, like 100% next question. Ask me what I think about Mississippi State. What do you think about Mississippi State? Ah, fuck them. Uh, that's about right. We, should, I agree. we should beat them. We should. I mean, who's their quarterback? That, that transfer from Penn State? Some loser that couldn't even play at Penn State. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I understand Trace McSorley was there, blah, 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 whatever. He's a three-star. I agree with Tennessee. It shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter who Mississippi State's quarterback is. It does not matter. Tennessee should beat them 100%. Tennessee should beat them. Let, I let mean, me point out that, again, that, the game's in Neyland Stadium, and we always play really, really well there. Dak Prescott is not walking through that door for Mississippi State. Ty Detmer is not walking through that door for BYU. Beat the hell out of both of them. It's not, you're not you're not asking too much. Like, like I said, the 2020. All we're asking him to do is to beat one of them. You got two of them at home. Beat one of them. I wonder what uh, Steve Young would think if you if he knew that you went with Todd Detmer instead of him. T- Detmer always, for some reason, he won the Heisman. Yeah, right? no, he won the Heisman. I think Steve Young finished why, second, maybe, but obviously Steve Young had a better NFL career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's for some reason I always think of. The Detmer brothers in BYU over Steve Young. I don't know why. It's fine. Um, Steve Young probably doesn't think much about it anyways after all those concussions. You know, Coy Detmer, when he used to travel for the travel on the weekends for the for the game, and then I felt like all he would pack is the clothes he had on and a toothbrush. I remember this from like a Monday night football game when I was a little boy watching it with my dad's when he played for like the Eagles and like John Madden was doing the game. (laughs) And I remember watching it like he was playing for some reason, I guess like Donovan McNabb was hurt or whatever. And they talked about all he would bring on the trip was the, was like the flannel shirt and jeans he had on and a toothbrush. That's all he would take on the road for the weekend with them. For some reason, I remember that about Coy Detmer, the shitty Detmer brother, not even the good one. Did Todd Detmer, was he the idiot that hit his head on the wall in a Monday Night Football game? I'm looking it up right now, buddy. I can't remember. I remember somebody ramming their head up against a wall and almost knocking themselves out. I remember watching the game that Steve Young, you know, got his last concussion and had to retire. I do remember that one. My main... um... I don't think Todd Detmer was that guy. No, he. I don't. I don't think he was either. Ah, Gus Farratt. Shout out to Minnesota. <laughs> Gus Farratt. He was the one who who threw a touchdown, and then uh, hit his head up against the wall, and you know hurt his neck. 
My main Steve Young memory is him throwing the touchdown to Terrell Owens and Terrell Owens crying. I was watching that game. I remember that. I was I was too. That was an awesome game. That's that's like a, an indelible memory in my mind. Um, okay, so Coy Detmer. And everyone was like, wow, this Terrell Owens guy. Really want to root for him. Seems like a really good guy as he's crying. This guy loves the game, and he's going to be a future star. Are you ready for this? This is even worse than I remembered about Coy Detmer. Give it to me. Give it to me, Seth. <sighs> Sometime in the next day Colonize or so, me, Coy Poppy. Detmer was... St- <laughs> Sometime in the next day or so, Coy Detmer was strolling to a local Target and continue a 10-year tradition of well eccentricity. The Vikings' newly signed quarterback will pick out a pair of slacks, a collared shirt, and a package of underwear and consider himself packed for this weekend's road trip to Green Bay. Yes, he travels lightly. Since 98, his first season on the Eagles' active roster, he has purchased one outfit at Target, sometimes Walmart if I can't find the Target, and worn it for every road game of the season. It is the extent of his wardrobe for the trip in, the trip out, and everything in between. I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing he turns his underwear inside out on the way home, said Vikings guard Artis Hicks, his teammate for four seasons in Philly. But as you'll find out, that's what makes him coy. That's right. When he shows up on Saturday to catch the team bus, he won't have a travel bag. He will have his playbook, perhaps his cell phone, and a toothbrush shoved in his pocket. The thing that jumps out to me there is uh, what's going on with the deodorant? Does he just not believe in deodorant? I have no idea. I I don't even know why I remember this. I mean, it sounds a lot like Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson would do the same thing. Allen Iverson just used to go ball and go to the mall and spend tens of thousands of dollars at stuff and then just leave it in the city. He didn't want to carry the luggage. Are you kidding me? Allen Iverson would leave like $10,000 worth of clothes behind at every at every city. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Man. Allen Iverson would Usually buy a full his- selection of new clothes, shoes, and other expensive items at each destination with rolls of cash he carried on, his, on him in person. Moreover, upon departure, he would leave all those goodies behind in his hotel room or just give them away. That that's alpha though. Yeah, I mean that's how you end up broke, like Allen Iverson. I mean, it's 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 drop dead. Ret- whoa, whoa, whoa! It's 2019. We don't say that. That's canceled. <laughs> Producer, please cut that out of here. Oh, man. We don't use that as an insult. It's 2019. Come on, bro. But it's alpha. That reminds me, like MC Hammer had like waterfalls in his house. He went bankrupt too. Yeah, yeah. You know who's not going bankrupt? Coy Detmer because he's not spending any damn money. How old is Iverson? 43. He gets that big pension at age 45. Are you familiar? Oh, the NBA has a pretty good, has a pretty good pension package. I don't even think it's the NBA. I think it's uh, Reebok. Reebok is like, look, man, we got a feeling this isn't going to go so well for you. Uh, so I, I think... I think once he turns 45, he gets to start drawing. Okay, he gets an NBA pension uh, that maxes out at 10 years of active duty. Uh, he'll get $8,000 per month. Hold on a second. I'm looking for the Reebok one. I think with Reebok, he even gets like, I want to say like $100,000 a month or something like that. Let me see if I can find it. Mm, 
I'll see if I can find it. Good for Reebok. Yeah. Mm. Tension. Okay, in 2001. Okay. Uh, Okay, let's see. Here it is. All these damn pop-ups. Whoa. Is that me or you? That was me. I forgot to turn the Bluetooth. Let's see. Okay, he signed a very unique endorsement deal with Reebok in addition to paying $800,000 a year for life. Uh, Reebok set aside $32 million in a trust fund that Allen will not be able to access until he turns 55 in the year 2030. That's awesome. The deal came to light when Allen's ex-wife filed for divorce. Uh, as a result of the divorce, he only gets half of the fund, but still, he'll get $16 million. Plus the NBA pensions. He'll be okay. All's well that ends okay for Allen Iverson. Not sure how we got there. My bad. That's this part of what makes Reed's Ranch so good. We just talk about things. Yeah, yeah. We're just solving life's problems together. We just, we're talking about Coy Detmer and his toothbrush. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Let's go ahead and shout out the new ones. Let's shout out the new ones. Let me pull it up. Hold on. Let me go to my email. I got it nice in a new spot. Okay, let's go with uh, $2 new patron, Sean Austin. Shout out to Sean. We love you. And new $5 patron, Bryce Verport. Shout out to Bryce. We love you. I noticed he joined the Discord. He did, and I actually think uh, Bryce is going to uh, have an internship with me. I didn't realize he was the patron. I kind of thought he was whenever he emailed me, but he hit me up for an uh, internship. So I'm looking forward to put Bryce to work this fall. So hopefully uh, we see some more out of him. But shout out to the new patrons. If you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash reedsranch. You get to ask questions. You get access to the Discord, which is really going to ruin your life. Stay off the Discord. It's probably better. Just never never sign up. But you can sign up to be a patron to uh, help support Seth's kids. And... Um, you know, help me dog, buy my dog food and stuff. Shout out to the patrons. We love you. We love the patrons very much. All right, hit us with some questions. Okay. User Will Warren, friend of the podcast, brother, wants to know if we combined our brain powers, how many games of Jeopardy do we think that we could win? Fantastic question, Will. We love you. Well, what do you think? I think I could nail all the pop culture and the sports. I was thinking we could win a couple consecutively. I thought I think we could we could go like three or four. Do they ever do Team Jeopardy? I, I've never seen that. I've seen Team Wheel of Fortune, but that's not the same, obviously. I, I think I think we could win three or four. Like I said, I think uh, I think our differences, or I guess our expertises, line up. You should whenever you come, we should find a trivia in Knoxville to go play. You know, put it on display. Let's have a little trivia night out. A little double date. Have a little double date out at playing trivia. We can have a double date. We are going to have a double date soon. We'll put so. the we'll put the women on one team. We'll get on our own team and we'll beat them. Well, we'll embarrass them. I'm going to talk so much shit. Assert our dominance. <laughs> that sounds fun. Show them that boys rule and girls drool. That's right. Then we're going to sleep in the same bed together, me and you. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's what we'll do. Yeah, I think we could win. Like I said, it depends. I feel like on Jeopardy, they kind of give you topics that kind of fit everybody. I'm not sure on that. I feel like that's the case. Maybe not. But if we got the right if we got the right categories, I feel like we would uh, do some damage for at least two games. We'd win two. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Strong agree. Are you good um, with the buzzer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I won. I won the uh, the pot. What what is it? CO two car race in eighth grade shop class because I was so good at reaction time. Do you have to make those in Alabama in shop class? Do you guys have shop class? I did have shop class, but I didn't make one of those. I made a lamp, a birdhouse, a Ooh. toolbox. Ooh. Wow. Wow. I made a bridge out of toothpicks and a car. That's what I remember making. I really wish I continued to take shop because I really enjoyed it. And I won the CO2 car race built based around uh, my reaction time. It'd count down three, two, one, boop. Then you had to hit it yourself, and I was always faster because my car wasn't very smooth. I went with a very basic design. I'm not surprised. That, I'm not surprised that you won. The, I mean, so I feel like I could be really good on the buzzer in Jeopardy. We're, we we would win for sure. I just feel we like you would sure get in trouble win. with Alex because you wouldn't ask what is. You would just say it. I know that. Yeah, that would be tough. And then you'd be like, Seth, you're supposed to say what is, and you'd be like, That's gay as hell, Alex. That's gay <laughs> as hell. You know what I mean? I don't have to do that. And then we get kicked off because you said gay is an insult in 2018 or 2019, excuse me, maybe even 2020. And it would all be downhill for us after that. So I now changed my answer. We'd win zero games. We, we would definitely get canceled for, for, for saying gay is an insult on. It's 2019. It's 2019. Next question, please. User WH would like to know, Nintendo 64, PlayStation 1. Easy answer, PlayStation 1. Amen. Thank you, next. I only played one game on N64, and... What was it? Goldeneye? No, I mean, I played Goldeneye at my friend's house. I didn't really like that game. I've never really liked shooting games. Um, But, like, uh, some WWE game, I don't remember. Like, WrestleMania, I think. WrestleMania 2000 or something like that. And it took me forever to figure out how to do the fucking finish and move. So I hated it because I kept having to pin people just by doing suplexes to them. I'm like, this isn't real. I need to hit a Stone Cold Stunner. I need to put somebody in the I walls of Jericho. So and then eventually mad I figured it you out. You can't do a Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> I mean, yeah. irate. I used to be irate. I'd be like, this is so stupid. I want to be able to hit a finisher. Yeah, I, I bet you got so mad. I can see that. That's awesome. Yeah, the only games I ever really played on the Nintendo 64 was GoldenEye and King Griffey Jr. Baseball. Both good games, but I will take PlayStation 1. I'm a PlayStation man still to this day. I made the switch to Xbox, but I still like PlayStation as well. Um, User Zach. PlayStation 1 was awesome. Twisted Metal 2. Yep, it was it was it was a great console. You ever play Twisted Metal? Your parents probably didn't. yes. You're probably your parents. Yes, probably, I played it. Your parents probably didn't let you play Twisted Metal. I did play it. I did play it. You don't know my parents, but you are Facebook friends with my mother now. You love to see it. Give me the synopsis. The synopsis of Twisted Metal Two. Then give me that. Give me the rundown of what the the point of the game was because I don't believe you for one second that you played. That I'm game. googling it right quick. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Liar. Oh, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of um, Oh yeah. I'm thinking of Road Rash sixty four. Yeah. Was that the game where you beat the people with chains yeah. on the motorcycle? Yeah, that was fun. I take it back. I played that one on N sixty four as well. That was a was fun that one. Was that Road Rash? Yeah, Road Rash. That was a fun okay, game. I had Road Rash on okay. I'm thinking of Road Rash. I played the hell out of Road Rash on PlayStation One. I loved that game because you could just walk as you drove by him, you just hit him with the chain. That was fun. That was It was fun. so much fun. It was so much fun. That Fantastic was good. game. No Twisted Metal 2, but that was fun. 
Patron Zach would like to know, would you rather be floating in outer space aimlessly with no hope of rescue or floating in the middle of the ocean with no hope of rescue? Well, it seems Zach had a good day. Good grief. Uh, I mean, is it fair to say you're going to be really, really cold in space and really, really hot in the ocean? I think you would get, I think you would get really, really cold in the ocean too. Well, I assume you're not going on a raft in the ocean, but just no one's coming to save you. I mean, if I'm in the water, absolutely not. I don't want to be in the water. Yeah. yeah. I assumed I was going to be on a float, like a raft where I just, I'm, okay, I'm okay, stuck out okay. there. That would be the sun. The sun is hot. I'd rather be cold. Give me the, give me space. I'm like, I feel like, I mean, that's a stupid question. Cause I mean, like eventually you'll run out of oxygen, but better than dying of sun poison and dehydration, I guess. I guess. I'm choosing the sea just so I can hopefully see a big boy sea turtle and go swimming with him. I'm taking the ocean just because I just because I want to see a big ass sea turtle swimming. If I can see that, then then I'm happy. I just want to see I just want to see a big sea turtle. Yeah, I guess the the visual. I don't know. Would, would the would the visual of the ocean be better seeing animals or would like space and Seeing stuff like planets and stars and stuff, would that be cooler? I don't know. I know that nothing's going to be cooler than seeing a sea turtle, seeing a big boy sea turtle. So Mars can go to hell. I want to see that sea turtle. I'm going with space. I respect it. I think it's kind of a dumb question, though. Well... Patron Neasy, we love Neasy. He wants to know: Would you rather eat all love of your Neasy. hair after? <laughs> would you rather eat all of your hair after every haircut, or have to eat your fingernails after every time you clip them? <laughs> what? So it's hair. Whenever you do what, get a haircut? Yeah. Uh, gotta be fingernails. Fingernails. I don't know. Oh, dude. I, Are we going by? I, I think. I think it'd be impossible it, to swallow your hair. I feel like I it, could just, a, it has to be fingernails because you can't get your hair down, right? That's for me. Although my my toenails, man, they're so gross. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Speaking of, they did Kendall's brother give you that prescription that's, for your toes? That's I think that, that might be like fraud or something. I don't know. So let's oh shit, <laughs> producer, cut that out. Yeah, yeah, let's cut that out, please. <laughs> Hopefully, get my feet fixed, but still, like hair, I just couldn't swallow it. Yeah, you can't. The you texture can't would just get. Caught in your mouth, you would constantly feel like you had hair at the top of your mouth, in yeah. your teeth. Like the toenails aren't going to be good, but I feel like I could put them in a like one little my hand and then just like swallow them whole, like a you pill. Could, like, you could, basically you could, a like, pill. You could you could stick the fingernails in a banana. You can't put you can't put hair in anything and swallow it. Yeah, you can't do it. With, you can't do it with hair. You can just you can put the fingernails in a banana like you do a pill for the dog or whatever. Yeah, that always works for me. I, I put my dog's pills in cheese. He eats it right up. He he thinks he's getting he thinks he's getting a treat. Frank, we love Frank. Wow, Kenny off the top rope. And I saw she was typing. I saw she was typing. I was like, "This isn't good. This isn't good." Says I may die if I eat those toenails. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Move on. Let's move on. Moving on. Moving, moving on. on. Moving on. Please. Shout out. Shout out to my grandmother, though, for um, cutting her fingernails with paper scissors this week in the nursing home. <laughs> I've seen that many times. It's okay. Uh, yeah, have you really? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the old person That's, thing. It's a country that person thing. Painful as hell. It sounds painful as hell. My dad was making so much fun of her. <laughs> oh man. I need to hear the I need to hear the argument for hair. Like who is saying that he hair? Yeah, who's taking hair? Who's taking hair? Is there anybody in the cord right now who's saying give me hair? Speak up. Speak up now. Now, who's going with hair? User Zach would like to know how many five-year-olds could you fend off if they were armed with thumbtacks and you were armed with a pool noodle? Say that one more time. How many five-year-olds could you fend off if they were armed with thumbtacks and you were armed with a pool noodle? Five-year-olds or fifth graders? Five-year-olds. Oh. Um, are they coming at me one at a time or in uh, waves? I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking we're doing the swarm mentality. Okay. Um, I assume in the, whenever you say I have to fight them off with a noodle, I can also punch them in the face, right? <laughs> yes. You can knock these five-year-olds out. Okay. Well, the pool noodle, I'm going to use like a clothesline. I'm going to just run at them with it stretched out and just launch like four of them. And then I'm going to start just beating the hell out of one of them at a time. I think I could do, like, thumb, like thumbtacks. Like, what the hell is that going to do? I think I could do 40, 40 kids pretty easily. Okay. Like, I'm punching them one time and they're going down. Really, I think I could do unlimited, to be honest. Thumbtacks? Like, that's all they have is thumbtacks? That's all I have is thumbtacks. Like, I mean, what are they going to do? Put, put it in my belly? That's all they can do with it, right? Like, maybe get it on my dick, I guess. But, you know, like, I'm going to stay covered up. Yeah. I'll start kicking and punching. I think I could do like 100. Easy. <laughs> Every time I get one of these hypotheticals, I wish I could fight a five-year-old. <laughs> just to show people how easy it was. Just like one punch to the jaw. It's a five-year-old. Like, I mean, it's a five-year-old. Yeah. I, I, 100. Easily. Uh, okay. I respect it. I respect it. Easily. AJ says I would get tired. I wouldn't get tired. I would be fine. Like, they're kids. I punch them one time in the face, and they're they're gone. They're done for. You've been running and playing tennis. That's, yeah. You're in shape. You're in I'm, shape. I'm getting there. I mean, I don't want to flex or anything, but, I mean, I, your boys hit cardio. Let's see. Mo last Monday through, through today is what? Tuesday, that's how many days? Eight days? Eight. Mm -hmm. I took... Saturday off, that's it. I've hit cardio seven of the last eight days. Tell me you don't love to see that. I love to see it, John. Tell me you don't I love, love to, to see it. I love to see it. I'm going to beat the hell out of those little five-year-olds. Like, it's going to feel bad giving them an uppercut to the jaw, but I'm going to be like Andy Ruiz Jr. out there. <laughs> Swinging that pool noodle. And then giving them the DX chop it sign. Like, I'm... <laughs> I'm going to use the pool noodle to like just keep shoving them off. And then, boom, kick to the jaw. Shove more off. Boom, kick to the jaw. Swing in that pool noodle. I'm not worried about those kids. In the words of Michael Jordan, fuck them kids. That's, that's right. That's right. Next you're gonna question. Send, you're going to send them to meet their maker. Yeah. Enjoy um, hell, little kids. User Slim. Shout out to Slim. Shout out to Slim. Got to meet him for the first time at the Tyler Childers concert. Met Slim many given, times. If you were given 100 envelopes and 99 contain a check for $1 million, 
but one of them contains a red X that if you open it, you die instantly. How many envelopes would you open? 99. <laughs> like, I don't think I could open the hundredth knowing it was going to be the red X, but I'm just going to keep opening them and we'll see what happens. You've got a lot to live for, buddy. <laughs> I was thinking like 25. But after like five, um, you know, I'm starting, to, I'm starting to sweat a little bit, you know. I'm sweating right now because I have to turn off my air for every damn podcast. Ooh. And I live in North Alabama Ooh. and it's hot. You ever heard of putting an ice pack on your body, just getting some ice out and just rubbing yourself down? You ever heard of that? Like getting a, I, I haven't. a cold towel and just wrapping it around your shoulders like John Ward? I guess, I guess that's what I'm going to do. That's what John Ward did, you know? I didn't, but now I do. Yeah, he used to wear a towel. I think it was to keep his like voice from going out, maybe. Like I don't think it was because he was hot. I think it was just like to keep his voice in, in shape or whatever. I mean, at what point? Okay, so like. We all agree getting $1 million is life-changing money, correct? Mm-hmm. I think the difference between $2 million is a lot more than $1 million. Correct? Yes. Like, but after like $5 million, let's, let's, let's just set the floor at $5 million. Yeah. Like at what point do you feel like you're into a different range once you get past $5 million? Like how would far say- would you have to go to feel like you're really accomplishing something? I would say 10, right? I would even say like 20, honestly. Like, I feel like at $5 million, I'm good, man. Like, I, I don't, like, you'd have to get to like the, almost the $20 million range, like I said, or maybe even like $30 million before I'm like, you know what? This is a whole different class. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like once I got to five, like I said, the next, like six, seven, eight, that ain't shit. That ain't nothing new. I already got $5 uh, million. Yeah, I was thinking like the difference between like 10 and 15 to me is not, is, is negligible. Sure. And I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But that's just my feeling on it. Maybe 10 the magic number. I don't know. For me, I felt like it was five. But, like, there's a huge difference to me. Like, if the floor is five, I feel like the difference between five and ten is big. But, like, once you hit ten, I feel like I'm not doing anything except for, like, I might even go 25. I mean, why run the risk? You're pulling 25. I don't believe you. Oh, I thought we were just talking hypothetical. Like, oh, okay. I thought we, I thought you were saying you would pull twenty five right there. Like, the no, act. I think I think like I, I don't know. Like, I think that if either one of us were given ten million dollars, we would both be inclined to say, "I'm taking it to the house." Yeah, I'd probably just keep going till I till I died. Okay. Well. You have a lot to live for, buddy. I want you to remember that. Just fire through 99 of them. See what happens. I think if you open five, you got to open... I think to open more than five, I'd have to open 20. And I don't think it's worth it once you have five million in the bank. You know what I mean? I get it. I get every... I get every... I mean, I I understand the argument. To me, it would almost be better if you had to agree to your number before you did it. Like, I'm going to select... 10 of these things and you have to select all of them at the same time rather than having 6 million in the pocket but oh should I go for 7 should I go for 7 anyways next question um 
Oh, uh, patron Will Chumbly would like to know. If love you had Will thought, Chumbly. We love Will Chumbly. Hung out with him Friday night. Saturday night. Friday night or Saturday night. I think it was Saturday. If you had five championships to divide between your favorite sports teams for the rest of your life, how would you do it? I think this was a question going around on Twitter Yeah, you go last first. Week. You go first. Um, I am doing three in Tennessee football, and I'm doing two in Tennessee men's basketball. I think I'm going one with my fantasy football team, two with the Hawks, one with the Titans, and uh, one with uh, Tennessee football. I really want to win that fantasy football championship. Every year I get so close. I've gotten to the championship like four fucking times, and my team chokes every single time. In my keeper league, I just want to win it one time. Is that too much to ask? Just one time I need my players to show up in the championship and get it done. Instead of choking like they always do. Every single time. Choke, 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 choke. Enough. Get it done. And I can't imagine crying more tears. Maybe when I see Kendall, who was an angel, walk down that aisle (laughs) wearing her white dress. That's probably number one. Maybe if I ever have a little Ozzy, Ozzy Mandias born, that would be number two. But number three would be picturing Trey Young holding up that Larry O'Brien trophy. Oof, talk about chills. Oof, chills. Man. Would you rather have a Titans Super Bowl or, or a Hawks NBA championship? Uh, I mean, a Titans Super Bowl. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, I was just kind of kidding. I wouldn't waste one of my five championships on a fantasy football thing, man. I'd rather have a Titans Super Bowl. That's what I figured. That's what I figured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I spent six hundred dollars to go watch Blaine Gabbert last year. So I mean, but buddy, it was about in, the fellowship. Kind of, kind of invested in this dumbass team. We got to hang out with Marwin, patron who we love. We got to hang out with V Love. His, his name, his name is Marwan. Okay, Marwan. It's an A at the end, not an I. Dude, you know how I talk. It's hard. Talking it's hard to speak is, English sometimes. Talking is hard. It's hard to speak English sometimes. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. All right, give me one more good question. We're like 50, we're at like 58 minutes. Out of one, I know I'm sweating. Out of 100 pitches by starting Major League Baseball pitcher, how many do you think you all could put in play? Corey Walton, who we love, asked that question. Corey, love you. Dumb fucking question. Zero. You don't think you can hit one? Absolutely not. No. Are you kidding me? You don't think you can hit one? You don't think you could? You don't think? You could you don't think somebody is gonna hang a breaking ball. Just sit on a breaking ball. Oh, that's a great idea. I'll just sit on a breaking ball. Well, you don't have to try to hit a 99 mile per hour fastball. Zero. You don't think you, Z- you don't think you- Zero. Z E R O. Okay. Zip. I'm Nada. On, I'm gonna sit on Neil. Okay. Zilch. 
Man, I love it. I love it when you shit all over our patrons. Love the patrons. Love Corey. I just said I love him. With all due respect, that's a really dumb question. I said all due respect. JYD holding up the national championship trophy or Trey Young holding up the Larry O'Brien? Dude, can you imagine Junkyard Dog? Can, can you imagine Junkyard Dog holding up the national title trophy? <laughs> the content we would have. <laughs> I'm just picturing Matt discording in saying he would try to bunt. Trying to square up a bunt on a major league pitcher would be so scary. It would be terrifying. Imagine trying to bunt as a Rawlis Chapman just hurls a 107 mile an hour fastball. I tell you, I tell you what though, I'm gonna wear a face mask. I'm gonna wear one of those old no, helmets no, with a face mask. Nope, you don't get to wear a face mask. Nope. Why? They don't wear face masks in baseball anymore. You're not, you're not a pitcher and coach pitch. You have to sit up there with the equipment. You don't even get the big, you don't even get the big Barry Bonds elbow pad. You're not, you, you haven't earned that. You're just you're just making up rules on the fly now. I don't get an elbow pad. No, you're not Barry Bonds. You have you don't deserve that. Okay. You got anything else? No. Nope. It was a pleasure as always, buddy. I love you. Okay. Glad we got to talk. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll see you in a couple weeks. We'll do it again soon. Really hope the Raptors win Game Three. By the way. Is that tomorrow night? Yeah, yeah, it's tomorrow night. All right. Okay. See you, dude. Later, buddy. Love you. Love you. Bye. I'm sure that you know where I stand. Lead me on, do it while you still can. Party up the street Even though there is no place to park Party up the street And you know what happens after dark You can see our feet from the street Since the garage was halfway open Our eyes didn't meet Till we started rolling Party up the street Even though there is no place to park Party up the street And you know what happens after dark